Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. It's a bit like uh, Cinderella at the moment. Well, not Cinderella, Goldilocks. Uh, the cupboard is bare at the moment for the sister co. Got you back, sister. Joining me on the line now to tell me a little bit about what's going on and uh, how she needs our help. It is the uh, the creator of Got You Back Sister and the Sister Code. It is Mel Histon. Good morning and welcome. Hey, how you going, Tracy? I'm great, thank you, my friend. Now, before we go into uh, the need that you've got at the moment, uh, for those listeners who uh, who have been living under rocks, what uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what Got You Back Sister is all about. Yeah, sure. So um, we're a local charity and we help women rebuild their lives after having experienced domestic violence and we kind of do that in various ways we provide furniture and household items um we have a support team so we provide information and advice um we have caseworkers who will help women develop um safety plans exit strategies we you know connect them with legal services um crisis payments mm-hmm. uh, housing that sort of thing and then we run a whole range of programs which are around helping women rebuild their confidence and self-esteem, um, providing some education with a pathway to employment. So it's about uh, kind of like a holistic approach to helping women, yeah, rebuild again. And we know at the moment that uh, it is dire out there. You and I have spoken during COVID and uh, and talked about just how, how hard it really is. How's it been? I mean, we're out of lockdown now. It's uh, It's been, what, nine months now that we're, we're kind of back to normal. Are your services back to normal or are you still experiencing an increased need? So we, um, since the, um, you know, all the COVID happened, so we experienced an increase in the number of women reaching out and asking for help, but but um, more around wanting information and advice or there some a lot of women are still actually in a violent um, relationship and, you know, they don't know what to do. They know that it's not right, but they don't know... Yeah, they don't know what to do or, or um, what support's out there or, or even how to get out of that situation. So that's one thing that's actually really grown, um, you know, uh, through and post-COVID is that, that now we provide that one-on-one service and information and advice for women. So, um, you know, that's, we probably are seeing probably a little bit of a less demand for workshops and more demand for I'm in this situation, I really need help and now providing that one-on-one help and support and it really is interesting uh you know the people we we had this perception that domestic violence was uh you know it was out there it was the people who weren't involved in our community it was those who were were less fortunate than us but what we've really seen and what's really come to the fore mel is that it is people like you and i it's people who you uh you assume are powerful and are strong and uh, could get out and do anything and everything they're the people that are that were previously slipping through the cracks and it appears at the moment that uh, they're not slipping through as much as they were. Absolutely. And I think <clears throat> the more that um, we talk about it, the more that we see it in the media and we do community campaigns and we have those conversations around domestic violence, I think that people are actually, and women, you know, are starting to go, oh, actually what I'm experiencing is not normal and not okay mm. and it's not my fault because there's so much guilt and shame around, um, you know, domestic violence. And, and you're right, absolutely right. Once upon a time, um, and, and it still does happen now, absolutely, that, you know, we, women were too scared and embarrassed and shame, mm. ashamed to reach out and ask for help. And especially women who are... Um, you know, uh, probably uh, well-educated professional women, um, you know, the the shame that they feel around letting people know this is happening to me is, is really great. But we are finding that the more that we 
talk about it, the more the media talks about it, the more campaigning stuff we do, the more that those women are going, actually, this is not okay mm. and I'm not alone and actually it's okay to ask for help. And domestic violence, it, it doesn't have to be physical violence. It can be the financial you know, control that is exerted upon you. It can be control about what you do, what you wear. It doesn't always have to be getting hit. Absolutely. And, and we've seen certainly um, over the last, um, 12 to 18 months that the, the term coercive control yeah. um, you know a lot of people are talking about that and it's being recognised as a form of domestic violence which is really great mm-hmm. um, because it is so damaging and causes a lot of trauma um, and so you know of course it's been in parliament being debated to bring in that, that um, legislation of it being recognised as, as being a crime. It's about time. Now uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful uh, headquarters. It is uh, it is located in Elizabeth Street in Ties Hill. I uh, I've moved into the Islington area, love. So I'm seeing the thrift <laughs> shop all the time. I'm constantly walking past it. But at the moment, you have a a big need, um, you know, and it's something that people, I suppose, wouldn't normally recognise that this is what you provide. But you do. You provide things like groceries for people, shampoos, conditioners, all of those kind of things. Who are the normal people that come in off the street looking for that support from you? Look, we, so yeah, we we started um, we started providing those, and we have an open pantry policy, um, and we we started that because women that were coming to our classes, um, you know, not all of them, but many of them would come up to come up to us and say. I'm really struggling and I don't know what I'm going to cook tonight or, or give my kids for dinner tonight. And so we were like going, that's something so easy that we can do. And we also found that a lot of people in the community, they want to give and they don't necessarily, may not have the means to give time or, or a cash donation, but they can give, um, you know, a couple of canned food items. Um, and that goes such a long way in helping the women in our community. And so, you know, we so we started building up this stock of, of groceries that we like to, to um, you know, have as much as possible so that, you know, we don't ask questions. Um, you know, if a woman comes to us and she's like, look, I really need help, I really need some groceries, we, we you know, we give them a shopping bag or a couple of shopping bags and we go, help yourself. Uh, but we've also found as well that, you know, since the COVID, the cost of living in utilities keeps going up and up. And unfortunately, women um, don't have as much money to spend on groceries um, and food and toiletry items. And so we've actually now, uh, women are hearing about that we supply, you know, grocery mm-hmm. items and they will call up quite often, um, you know, on a Friday and go, look, is there any chance I can come and pick up some food? I really, I really need some help. So, um, you know, and we're like, absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, we don't ask any questions. Mm. We just go, it's here for you. If you need to come, you know, come and, and we'll give you some bags and you can go shopping in our pantry. Um, and we also actually also started uh, doing a, a monthly community cook-up with some money that NCIG gave us. So we now actually also provide home-cooked frozen meals that we've cooked up and we keep in a the freezer there. So, um, you know, it's all about keeping... Those women and their kids healthy and sustained and, um, you know, doing what we can because they're struggling living on the poverty line. It is just heartbreaking, Mel. How do you cope with that? How do you cope with that on a daily basis, seeing these stories, hearing these stories, seeing these women come in and say, you know, I, I need some help, I can't feed my kids this week. How do you deal with that? To be honest, 
I'm really fortunate that we have a really great team and everybody's lovely and positive and really upbeat. And so as much as we are um, working with a, a real problem and hearing such mm. sad stories every day, our team are all really lovely and happy mm. and upbeat. So we kind of keep each other laughing and um, even though we take our work seriously, we don't yeah. take ourselves seriously. And, you know, you, you, we have to do that to, to keep going and to... Um, you know, and to love our work. So, you you um, have to love what you do. You, you really do. And, and I know that you truly do love what you do. Now, what do you need at the moment? How can we help you? How can the Newcastle Live uh, family help you? Yeah, so um, our pantry is looking very, very bare. Um, so we kind of thought that we would put a call out going, look, if anybody can donate, even one can, a can of tomatoes or something like that um, would be really wonderful. So we, uh, we'd we love uh, non-perishable groceries and toiletry items. Um, and it's interesting, I know... Um, Lots of people, um, you know, give us canned food and that's really great. But it's, but, you know, a lot of the women or most of the women that come to us have kids. So even things like kids' snacks, like, like muesli bars that they can take to school and pop in their lunches, um, cereal, breakfast cereals, uh, that sort of thing, you know, like the whole gamut of everything from lunches to dinners um, to breakfast, um, you know, any of those food items that are non-perishable, we're incredibly grateful for. Like even UHT milk. Mm, just you anything, know, um, <laughs> Absolutely, and um, and toiletries as well, shampoos, conditioners, body washes, um, that sort of thing. One of the things that I did notice on there is is sunscreen. Now that's something yeah. that you just take for granted, isn't it? That you just walk into the supermarket and we buy we buy sunscreen. But the cost of living at the moment, as you know, when when you're choosing between buying vegetables and getting sunscreen for your kids, it's it's a tough tough juggle. Well, sunscreen's expensive. Mm, it's bloody expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> So you're right. It's probably something that people would potentially forego. Mm, it's yeah. it's really tough. It is. Now, where can we drop this to? Um, you know, how do you want it? Do you want it in bags? Do you want it? How can we? Uh, you know, are you yeah. ta- do you, are you happy to take uh, cash donations? Are you happy to take uh, gift vouchers? How how can we uh, can we get this stuff to you? I mean. Any charity will say we love cash. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah, and gift vouchers as, as well are always wonderful. That just means that if a woman has a grocery voucher, she can go and pick out her own items, which, you know, there's real power and dignity in actually just going and choosing mm-hmm. what it is that you like. Um, but, you know, as well, we're very grateful for groceries. And if people can drop them to uh, 15 Elizabeth Street, Ties Hill, um, that would be really wonderful. And um, we, we probably prefer not to have things dropped off at the op shop. Um, um, but, you know, certainly if that's the only place that someone could get to, we'll very kindly accept uh, donations there as well. Um, but preferably, yeah, 15 Elizabeth Street, Ties Hill would be really great. Thank you. Well, listen, best of luck. I hope you get uh, inundated with food um, because, yeah, it really is tough, as you say. You know, when you go to the uh, to the supermarket each and every week and, you know, when, when you feel okay and secure in, in what you're doing and, and you can see how expensive things are, it's uh, those who are just, uh, that you know, balancing on that, that very much break-even line. It must just be so hard. So very pleased that Got Your Back Sister is there. Thank you so much, Tracy. And look, thank you for helping us to spread that message. And um, thanks to anybody in the community that wants to support us. Our pleasure. You have a lovely weekend and we'll catch up again soon. 
Okay, thanks, Trace. Thanks, Mel. Bye. That is Mel Histon, who is the uh, the brains behind uh, Got Your Back Sister. And if you can drop anything to Got Your Back Sister's headquarters, which is 15 Elizabeth, Elizabeth Street in Ties Hill, during business hours, Mel would love to see you. Anything from pastas to, uh, to pasta sauces, cereals, tuna bake sauces, anything at all that you can help, uh, long life milk, even tea and coffee, anything that you can uh, you can drop into that uh, that cupboard would be greatly appreciated. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 till midday, only on Newcastle Live.